0: For, dear brethren, there has now appeared a new source of disaster, and as if the fierce storm of persecution had not been enough, there has come to crown it a subtle evil, an innocent-seeming pestilence which masquerades as compassion. Contrary to the full strength of the gospel, contrary to the law of our Lord and God, through certain people's presumption of a deceptive readmission to communion is being granted a reconciliation that is null and void one that imperils the givers and is worthless to those who receive it this is a quote by a book called the lapsed written by saint cyprian and translated by maurice Bevenot, i believe i don't speak french but we will work with that. And the book comes out of the early 200s, or I'm sorry, the mid-200s A.D., uh, written by one St. Cyprian who had come out of exile. He was assumed to be born around 200 A.D., came out of exile after, what is it, the... I have my notes and papers here. Out of a persecution that was being done by The Romans. The Romans were persecuting Christians. and Okay, so the works of writing of St. Cyprian of Carthage are highly valued for they provide one of the best historical glimpses into the decades surrounding the persecutions led by Roman emperors Decius and Valerian. So what had happened is at that time, there was a new wave of persecution coming from Rome against the Christians, and many people uh, participated in different levels of, let's just say, falling away or appeasement. And there were two very specific ones, uh, because the ways that the Christians were targeted is that they were told to, they had to buy, or they had to essentially sacrifice something. They had to go uh, undergo a pagan ritual, and so some Christians would, essentially by a writ or a ticket saying that they had done it even though they hadn't and other christians or other people denied the faith and partook in the ritual and so cyprian uh, is dealing with these two different types of what he's referring to as the lapsed because While the latter is rather obvious, people who said, if if they are commanded by the gospel not to commit or not to participate in pagan rituals, and yet they do participate in pagan rituals, then they value the, the, the will of man over the will of God, and one could correctly argue that they're not really Christians. The other one is a little bit more deceptive, and that is the people who bought the paper saying they did the thing even though they didn't do the thing and what is their testimony worth and then what cyprian is warning against however and mo- most specifically <clears throat> is that people who were not the people who participated in these actions were appealing to compassion in order to have access to the church again now that the persecution had rescinded and this talk, the relevance of this talk, and the reason why I am talking about it now is both to be ahead of a certain game and then also to, as a subject of interest to myself, and I believe that we are witnessing, take place in front of us. As so much of the what is loosely referred to as gun culture is becoming, is, is turning to Christ, and there seems to be this greater counter-cultural movement that is traditionalism and homesteading and 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 whatever, there are, I, all, I, I hear this coming up, I hear this criticism pop up somewhat frequently, is that people are only doing it because it's trendy, uh, uh, that people are only becoming Christians because it's trendy that the gun culture is only, that everyone in gun culture who were already hypercritical of one another and were already incapable of being thankful for anybody else's success and we are are already in such a situation where we, uh, where everything has to be a psyop and nothing is legitimate and everything is false and there is no, there is nothing true under the sun. uh, We are somehow approaching the one thing that those of us who have who have called ourselves Christians for a long time should be rejoicing in to be false, that our fundamental belief is not in Christ but in cynicism. and I think that it's being called to attention before our very eyes. Now the lapsed doesn't the idea of the lapsed in our time doesn't necessarily apply in a one-to-one situation as of yet. I don't think it's re- I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that the very same organizations, individuals, people with names and faces in homes who are participating and promoting this thing that is either the lgbtq thing or what was participating in the black lives matter movement or the worship of the state and the communists i don't believe that america as an institution or as a country is in the good right now i don't believe that we are the good guys I think that the border, I'm. We are observing something like the southern border is revealing that the very people who are promoting the open border concept are also most likely profiting off of the sale of humans, and that will certainly put me into a certain camp. Uh, there was, I was listening to an a, a interview between a series of journalists who infiltrated, let's call it, infiltrated one of are the, the world's. Monopolized porn company uh, or adult entertainment company, and how they were talking, they released footage, and that was used in depositions where the people who were creating those products and running these websites were fully aware of the unconsent, non consensual, and uh, what's the other word that I'm looking for? Um, That the not only was the web not only were the websites trafficking in illegal material, but they're but they were they were aware of it and profiting off of other people's suffering. And and pornography is one of those conversations that I really don't think come I I don't know how to say it any other way, other than it's I think pornography might be the single greatest stain on the Western world. Because it is an evil that we coexist with, that we know primarily profits off of the destruction of people's lives, but we say so long as it's a free market, free market can do what free market wants to do, and we'll cry censorship and we'll have some challenges there. But um, the the interviews that were revealed also showed that the a lot of this environment was circular, that those who were profiting from it were also the ones who were um, how do you say this? Um, the, the, the ring was circular. How do I put it? There's another way to say it. Is that the people who were producing this kind of material knew that it was coming at the cost of human lives and their well-being, but because they were making money off of it, they were willingfully allowing the harm to continue because of their profit. And so the West, you know, this, I think, I, I, by the time, to, when the when the veil of time is pulled back and we get to look at the moral stains on different countries, I would not be surprised if the porn industry that has been propagated in the West is a bigger stain than what happened with slavery 150 years ago. It, it the... The trafficking of people across the southern border for the purpose of selling them for profit hasn't changed. It's just now the false compassion of people is used as a weapon. So, where I know I understand that this went off on a on a train. It kind of got derailed, and I need to pull it back into our subject of of interest here the cynicism that is brought uh, that 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 is prevalent within our community is the subject of address today and that is the idea that everyone who is turning to, who is publicly confessing to be a christian now is not honest it's not in earnest and i want to give some context and i want to give some conversation about this i there are various people in different places That have expressed, let's just say, distrust towards. Maybe you call it the industry, but that's too much. That's too broad. And how do? And the question I think that we are, as individuals, are facing is how do we? How do we come to determine whether another's faith is genuine? And that is a hard subject because, on the one hand, we kind of believe in this idea that we're not supposed to make certain judgments against one another, and on the other hand, we are expecting to hold each other accountable and 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 exhort one another to greatness, to worshiping the Lord and praising Him for He is good. So it, it, there is a bit of it, it isn't a a it is a straightforward, but it isn't an easy subject just to broach because, particularly, our let's call it liberal classic liberal or semi-libertarian tendencies here have created barriers to that evaluation and so let's start with something that we we can address I believe that uh, what I believe is happening in the West right now, especially in the community that I'm going to refer to as gun culture, which includes veterans and special operations and whatever, uh, being a Christian in that environment for a long time has been lonely. Now, the loneliness of the Christians is not unique because, in fact, so much of the 21st century can be defined by loneliness. Just as I am talking to you through a camera, through a computer, Uh, Just as we are using apps and technology to communicate with one another, so we are becoming more and more isolated. I myself am a principal offender of this problem. I have moved to a state that I am not from, and I have developed relationships here, but so much of what I do is through the computer. And so there are efforts that are being made to change that but i myself have felt the effects of loneliness in this sense so loneliness is not unique to the christian however being a christian in the special operations and gun culture has been uniquely lonely in a certain in a in a different in a different sense because uh, and and the evidence of this is how it presents itself and so for example In the 1990s into the early 2000s, you'd see these various cultural phenomena pop up, something like Dance Dance Revolution or a certain genre of music or an event or some sort of kind of culturally relevant thing. And very soon after, there would be a copycat version of it that was sort of Christian light, you know, kind of, you know, we'll use the Dance Dance Revolution reference because it's the easiest one. Uh, for those who don't know, which I uh, recognize, this might be a weird age joke, but uh, Dance Dance Revolution was a game played on a computer or with a screen on a TV, like a PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever, is oftentimes at arcades where you stomp on different buttons to the tune of the song. And so there was a there would eventually, and not long after that, a quote unquote Christian version of it came out, which the all of the materials were le- lower quality and uh, the the recordings were a little mm, a little rough. But the point of it was, is it was a redeemed version of a, a outside uh, or a non-Christian or a secular idea. So an idea would pop up in the secular world, whether it was music or, or culture or creativity or product. And pretty soon you'd find a cheaper, well, uh, less well-crafted version of it available, sold exclusively to Christian markets. And that was a tragedy. Uh, it was, a, it was, it's, and it, Perhaps continues to this day. Now, thankfully, we as Christians know that we are not in the world, but we are, or we are not of the world, but we are in the world. And so, uh, perhaps it is fine that our greatest output is not some sort of kitschy purchasing object. However, my experience in the military, when I was in the, when I was in Ranger Battalion from 08, 09 to two thousand thirteen, because I I got in in, in early oh nine. And I was only in for a short amount of time. Uh, that time, the reigning worldview, is, from my observation, was new atheism. And I had some very personal experiences, but those are for another time. And it felt very lonely for a while until I was until I was. I, I had a, a team leader and a, and a squad leader who were different, and they. And, and sometimes we'd go to church together. But the intriguing element of it was, and it kind of goes back to the, the the Dance Dance Revolution thing, is that there was a bit of a bitterness to be seen, and that was that people would use something as a marketing pitch, to use that as a delivery vehicle to sneak in something else. And so you'd be like, imagine, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this This party, this 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 thing, Uh, you know. If you've ever been, if you if you if you're familiar at all with timeshares, they do this all the time. You know, you get to you get to spend a you get you get you get a week away in Cabo for a, 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 a uniquely low price. But one of the stipulations is you have to spend you know half of the first day listening to this pitch for a timeshare. And so while you get to You get the the advantage of the Cabo trip. What you lose, what you end up having to do is you have to sit through this long, painful conversation about why you should get a timeshare and what the values are, and it's this weird marketing pitch, very relevant, uh, very reminiscent of the 1990s. And I think sometimes Christians, rightly, can be uh, are not rightly as in they should have done it this way. I think sometimes Christians have used this same strategy to try to talk to others about the faith. Another example would be the MLM where somebody you haven't seen for a long time invites you out to coffee and then you're like, cool, well, we just started this new business that allows us to have our own you know, freedom of movement or whatever. And then sure enough, you find yourself being pitched Amway and you're like, I went out to dinner with you because I wanted to have dinner with an old friend, not be swindled into a pyramid scheme. But I digress. Uh, the... I think Christians can be rightly criticized for, well, not all as as a whole, but some Christians can be rightly criticized for using this sort of underhanded method strategy to try to sneak their, their, their beliefs in. But what's happening in the West right now and what's happening in, I think, America, and most specifically we're seeing it here in our environment because I'm here, is that people are coming to the end of new atheism and realizing that not only does it, end in a meaningless existence, but that is exactly what it must be. Naturalism cannot produce neither morality nor meaning, and so your right to self-defense is merely something like might makes right, and that is no good argument for the justified use of force if might makes right is the moral argument of the environment or of the of the world that we live in, then anyone is justified in using force so long as they are capable of executing it properly or effectively. And that just kind of goes out the window because we recognize inherently and none of us actually live by that mentality. In fact, C.S. Lewis points it out so well in Mere Christianity in the beginning pages that the very idea that a person could just not have morality or believe that morality is relative is so easily debunked, it it goes, in my opinion, against rationality that we would even consider it a legitimate worldview. Those who hold the idea that morality is relative have so simplistic a worldview that considering them an an intellectual does not make the argument legitimate, but damages the idea of being intellectual at all. And out of concern for stepping back into the anti-intellectualism of the 1990s, we need to present ourselves a reasonable case to weed out bad actors in our engagement. And some ways that we do that, and some ways that we have done that in the past are simply to look at a person's fruit. We see this in other ways, but the West in the world that we live in today is looking down the barrel or staring at a crossroads because they have tried to walk the path of the new atheist for so long, which believes that there is no God, that everything is natural, that belief is just an option amongst many, that your faith is merely a fashion statement, and they've come to realize that that is a meaningless life. And to the glory of God, many who have been challenged by the emptiness their worldview has produced have chosen to go and kneel before the cross the alternative the only alternative to faith is nihilism and nihilism ends in annihilation so you must love that which is good because it is good or you must hate that which is good because it is good those are your two options which way western man and so we've seen people, and I am thankful to the Lord as people have turned to faith. Because in all reality, what, isn't this exactly what you would want if you know that, if you are have a or if you have an, uh, a relationship with Christ in the sense that you recognize that He has saved you for your sins, and you are you you believe that to be true? Wouldn't you want others to believe it? Yes. So then, why is it? that the same people who are turning to Christ are also very quickly becoming cynical, doubting that others who are becoming Christians are even doing so, that everybody else's faith, or that it's just a trendy phase. Is homesteading a phase mom, is returning to traditional worldviews a phase mom, and those aren't even correct, is the idea that gun culture and our community is deciding to becoming called by, being called by the gospel to ground their conviction for the right to human life in the source of that conviction. Why are we approaching it with such cynicism? I think there is grounds for people to have doubt entryism is nothing new although james Lindsay talks about it very often in the sort of race marxism sense entryism is any case we could easily describe where somebody seeks to infiltrate or enter into an institution gain legitimacy in an institution for the purpose of sabotaging or um, derailing or alt or 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 um, hijacking that institution imagine a church the church, you have a small town of 100 people, and the first thing they do when they move to this world, this this area, is that they build a church, and that church is the center point of that community. It's where everybody goes to donate food for the hungry. It's where people go to gather in communion before Lord. It, the Lord, it is where people come together and settle their disputes. It is where the people of a community... Um, bind themselves together. It is where they find their sense of purpose and meaning. Imagine then somebody who is not a part of that looking in and saying, I want that for myself. And so they appeal to the compassion of those there, the, the people of the church, they appeal to the compassion, but their ulterior motives ultimately come true. Look no further than how the LGBTQ community has invaded the church. The definition of queer, according to the queer theorists who should not be treated as people who are using words that they don't understand, is that it is an identity without an essence. In other words, a self-sufficient identity. A self-sufficient identity would be the first mover. By definition, someone who calls themselves queer is calling themselves God, and so it is no wonder that when you argue against them, they refer to it as denying their existence no i'm not denying that you exist i am denying that you are god and so like any false gospel they must respond with violence and thus we experience the world that we live in today but imagine being a part of a church and having somebody enter into the church trying to change the church for their or, or, or hijack the church for their worldview and now you see the problem However, this isn't a universal issue. What is for, for some people who have been in the faith for a long time, I want to warn you against becoming too cynical. Not everyone who says, "Lord, Lord," will enter the kingdom of heaven. That means, that also means not everyone who uh, not everyone who is turning to the faith in this time is of ulterior motives. Do not be captured by cynicism. To those who have been a part of the gun culture, who are critical of those who are turning to faith because of gun cult, uh, because it is trendy now, I ask you, are they people that you have a relationship with? If the answer is no, then you cannot hold them accountable. I also, and I ask you to look inside yourself and ask if you have made your uniqueness and this is going to require a, a very a very this is going to require introspection of a intellectually in-depth endeavor is your faith in Christ your identity or have you made it your identity to have the unique modifier of being a christian as a marketing ploy. Are you a Christian in gun culture? Or are you someone who is in gun culture who happens to be a Christian? Are you a Christian first? Are you a Christian warrior, Christian being the word to modify that of warrior, or are you a warrior who exists because he is a Christian first? Which precedes which in your identity? And if you are becoming jealous and envious and cynical towards new believers, then I'm going to ask yourself to remember that this is what we've been dreaming for for a long time. To those who are new in the faith, I want to encourage you in this one, Do not be surprised if you are approached with a certain amount of doubt. There has been no shortage of abuses in the last generation of people claiming to be Christians, but with any sort of investigation finding no evidence there, the result is only some sort of divisive uh, form of entryism. Ideological pillagers who want the authority, they want the fruit, but they don't want the vine. And so be wary, do not, do not, or be wary and be careful, for there are plenty of charlatans seeking to harness your fervor for the faith for the purpose of derailing you before you even get there. So, for those who have been Christians for a long time, do not approach everyone with cynicism. And for those who are new to the faith, I ask you. Take measured steps and do not expect everything to be handed. Uh, Some of us have been here for a long time. Uh, So, yeah, faith is not, faith, the world that we live in is full of evil. And I have made this, uh, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, that perhaps now is not the time simply for people like me to be engaging in intellectual endeavors. But here's the time where we say, here I am, send me. The West that we live in no longer sustains itself on the good of those who have passed. Rather, I think we are discovering rather quickly, I believe that we are discovering rather quickly that the... The the systems in place in America and the West that function off of evil are so prevalent and so strong that it is our duty to identify them, root them out, and remove them from our society. And we are once again faced with it, with the heavy moral question of how do we do that? Let's take the example of the southern border. How many people who defend the open border issue are profiting off of the bodies of those sold into slavery? That is worthy of investigation. Not speculation, not, I, not just pie in the sky all it has to be. None of this Alex Jones trash where we postulate long and long-windedly on how evil the world is, but ultimately just sit from our little chair in my little ivory tower as I talk about it and only talk about it volunteering is something that we can do but i am i am calling you to action where is it in your life that you can say here i am send me and that is how we are going to wrap up this episode for the day christianity and gun culture isn't new however as we are facing it as we are looking at it i encourage you to Build a community first around the church and then second around your hobbies. A church security group happens to be the best form of a men's group. With that being said, go forth and conquer.